all right about. So I want to tell you, how much more with a loving God, a loving Father? Right? So it is imperative that uh, in these last days, we're living in a world that has gone crazy. I don't know, the seas and storms coming up. Uh, Y'all know what I, um, yesterday I watched some of the, the, the raging, I, I went to look at the, the ocean and see the, the uh, how the waves were pounding and the beach had disappeared. Uh, neighborhoods and roads were underwater. And then, a couple hours later, it was quiet and the stuff rolled back out and it changed. For a moment, it had overtaken its boundaries. And so one of the things that's happening right now is that the enemy has been given too much room and he's overtaken its boundaries. The very thing that was bound and contained was peaceful and nice. You could play in it, you enjoyed it, it could produce power, it produced light, it produced food, all of those things. But the moment it goes outside of its boundaries, it becomes treacherous and dangerous. Are y'all hearing me? So I want you to get your scripture in your Bible this morning. Amen. And we're going to go um, right into this word in the book of Isaiah. And I'm uh, talking about learning to live when the world has gone crazy. In other words, how do I act? And how do I conduct myself in the midst of that? And so if you're watching us uh, via Facebook Live or YouTube, we welcome you to tune in uh, and hear this morning to hear what it is that I believe the Lord has to say. And so I hope you will open your hearts, your ears, and I hope wherever you are, in your bedroom, your living room, in your kitchen, that the word of God this morning will make a difference in your life. And so that is my prayer for you, uh, and I hope that it does. So as we learn, again, I want you to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, chapter 1. We're going to go through several scriptures this morning. So Isaiah chapter 1, and then we're going to jump over to Hosea 4.6. So in Isaiah chapter 1, the Bible says that the vision of Isaiah, the son of Ammon, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the day of Uzzah and Jonathan and Azar and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up your children and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass is his, and, and the ass his master. But Israel doeth not know, my people doeth not consider. And I'm gonna stop right there because what I'm sharing there, what's happening in the times we live in aren't new. Although this is a time that never existed before. This is why I love the Bible, because it covers things in our life that we're going to see again. And the hopes of the reason it was written is that we would gain strength and ability on how to deal with it based on the, the past situation. In other words, uh, and I believe we live in a world today where people have gone astray. People have gone and rebelled against, you know, and uh, people have not, and I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, and I, and I get it with the different generations. I actually was uh, continue to study this. Uh, seven generations are on the earth today. Not six, seven. There's another. So there is one more. And this is the first time in history 
the seven different generations. And each decade, and by the way, the generations start out, they're about 20 years apart, and then they drop down to 15. What I want to share with every 10 years, we have saw something different go on. Uh, me, from the baby boomer era, uh, in the last, uh, since 2000, I lived through the Y2K situation. Uh, I lived through the uh, financial collapse of the housing market here in the U.S. And then I lived through COVID, which shut down our Things we'd never seen before. Okay? And uh, these were, we, they traumatic in a way that they have occurred. And if you don't know who you are and whose you are, you can get lost in the sauce. Easily. And so it's had an effect. Uh, let me share with you on education. Uh, I found out it has had, and I knew this, I've been saying it for a while, we haven't even seen the effects of what it has done with kids that set out for two years um, and had no education. There were a group of kids, I know they tried to get everybody, and they had the money to do it, and they could get the equipment, they just didn't deploy it properly. There were kids, particularly in the inner city, unfortunately, who didn't have computers. And uh, they might have had some siblings, and so they didn't have no private room where they could sit off to the side and pay attention to the teacher. Y'all not here. So I want you to focus and take an idea of this picture here. So they never got what they needed. In fact, it was a year and a half later that they mentioned that these groups never even got computers. So they thought that they was on summer break for two years, only to be cheated and robbed out of life's education in which they would need. So one of my teachers, and I just heard uh, someone share with me, um, who has moved on and further her career and doing some things, and she went to the public system. And she has a fourth grade class. And in her fourth grade class, she got 15 students. Only four of them could read. Tell me that's not a tragedy. Tell me, we, I'm telling you, so we had no idea the effects that this had. So truth be told, they can't even go any further because education, reading is everything. Math is a word problem. Johnny had two apples and six bananas. At the end of the day, how many things did he have? Eight. It's a word problem. Everything is reading. But if I can't read that, and I don't know that, how will I be able to come up with the answer? Now, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Because I can tell you, my Hebrew and Greek not that all that well, right? But I understand by the Holy Spirit what he's talking about and some of the things that he's, you know, these are names of people. And by the way, names are indicative of who you are. So their culture just says their name a little different and uh, a little harder to pronounce, but they're explaining who they are and who the parent believed they would be. Amen? But my point is saying that living through these, these traumatic times, we now are finding out that this is going on. And so what's happening is we got to do our first works over. So in other words, we got to go back 
to where we began. Where do we begin? We began with God. In Him, we live, move, and have our being. It was Him that I read in Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26, says that I created you in my image. And so in my image and my likeness, I created you there. I noticed that He did not say that about the five other things, the five other days that He spoke. He didn't say it about them. Which means only people who are the only thing that has the power in the Spirit of God is the human race. Hello? You know, um, <laughs> I can't hold this back and I have to share it with y'all because I know God is with us. We had a um, serious situation here on Monday. Um, Monday morning at 2 a.m., I'm getting my phone blown up because we got all kinds, of, well, only to find out Rob's phone had already been going off at 1.30. So I guess it was the Lord because he didn't call me. He tried to keep me out of it, let me rest. And he was trying to, I thank God for it. But uh, I'm glad I got called because I couldn't sleep. So I sit up and I'm watching the cameras because one thing I know, so we don't, want the police to come here for a burglar alarm as the false alarm. After so many false alarms, they charge you $500 per visit. Yes, and you got to pay them. Okay, $500 for every false alarm. So, we, I have learned how to handle that. We got cameras. So two things I asked the monitor person, they called. Did a door open? And when they say no, no doors have opened, but they only get motion text inside the building. Now that doesn't mean it's not a person, because they could they could have come in through a window, okay? But they're not taking nothing out because the only way they're gonna go out is through the door. Most that's how they do it. All right, that's just typical of what would happen. And you say, well, how do you know? I'm from Philly, so that was <laughs> so I won't go any further. But but he said. It, it can't happen. And I'm just learning again to trust in God, the everlasting King, and the believe the Holy Spirit covered us and protected us because only to look on the screen and I'm in the bed and I jump up and say, Oh my God. Because I saw something walking down the hall. And it wasn't little. <laughs> it was pretty big. It was a raccoon. And uh, only to hear our cameras got sound on. I could hear. Is squealing. Like, oh my God, she having babies. But she had three babies and only later to learn out, learn that their eyes were open already, which means they were three weeks old because they don't open their eyes until three weeks. Now, here's, here's the tragic part or that's that God's got us because we had to, we, Put a table across it, and that can stop. The thing can jump. Okay, it climbed on the roof to get in here. That's how it got in. It climbed on the roof to get in here, and it wanted a safe place to have its babies because if it go out to get the baby's food, which it does, the babies then become food for another animal. So she had enough sense. And what I just shared with you, the oxen—they know their master, they know their place. They were, well, this raccoon knew who she was. And what she and her goal was to protect her children. 
only to know that we left the doors open, um, and the only she could only go into places where doors were open. So these doors were open, and the bathroom was open. The sad part, though, is knowing that this thing was in here on Sunday and Saturday the day before, and Friday the day before when we had kids in here in school. And I, I, I don't get a white skin, but it fell through right there. <laughs> now, it came from all the way on the other side of the building, the back side of the building. It came to the farthest spot and got to the corner where it couldn't go no more, and it had a wall against it on one side and a wall against it on the other side, and it could look out if anything else came. So I just want to share with you, it put itself in an attack position to protect itself. So it came for a reason. But only to get, and it had gone out, it rained off the night before, and I think she came back from feeding them. She was soaking wet, and that's what caused the weight. She caused it to fall through. Because um, it had been here already, and that didn't happen. So all I'm saying is that God didn't allow it to happen while we were here. Because they could have, it would have been the funniest video. Or it could, you know, at the end, of, nobody wants, I don't want anybody to get bitten by a raccoon. Okay. And if y'all saw me on the video, which some of y'all have, they see, see me running. Okay. Because, because what I did was I was trying to contain it, and it came, got up, put its back up, and then it started coming towards us. And that, I took off. Okay. And I'm thinking, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. Shut the school down, you know, and we did. We shut the school down because that was a thing to protect it. But I had to realize I went around the other side, opened the door up, propped it open wide. She felt the cool air, went out, checked it out, made sure nobody was there waiting on her. Then she came back, got a baby, took off. I had Stephen sitting in the truck with his lights on the van to see, tell me when it went. And then came, she came back an hour later. I leave the doors open, and an hour later came back and got another one. And then she went off again. I say all of that to say this. They, they knew who they were. She knew who she was. She knew what they were. But I wonder, and say this about you, because do we know who we are and what we're supposed to be doing? And even to the mode of the protection, how will we protect each other, one another, and do what God's called us to do? And so I want you to know that I'm commissioned today, and I believe with all my heart that I'm going to give, do all I know to do to prepare you spiritually with knowledge to be ready to stand and fight against the wilds of the enemy. The days that we live in are new. They were never here before, right? But yet God has given me a glimpse that they existed already. And there is a way. For us to survive, there is a way for us to win. So in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, go there. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. It says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. And thou shalt not... Be no priest be to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law and thou and thy God, and I will also forget thy children. Well, I don't know about you, but that means something to me because it said priest. 
which means I have a responsibility not to forget God, but to be there for all of you. I got to tell you that the reason and how we win and the reason we can win is through the word of God. That's what we strengthen. Let me share with you. Trouble is waiting outside that door. It's not just a matter of if, it's when. But I learned something. I can deal with trouble now. I can handle it because it too will pass because I don't believe none of it can stop me from doing what God's called me to do, although it's not pleasurable. Y'all didn't hear me. And the reason I believe it can't stop me is because if God gave me a mission and commissioned me to do something, as long as I'm doing it, then I got to keep going. So I want to help you that are sitting here at the church and those of you that are watching. We've been called to do something. We've been called to be something. My job and getting up in the morning and going to work is not it. But there's some people on my job. There's some people on my way to work. There's some people in the places I go that I must share with and allow and have a conversation that letting them know there's a better way and there is a God. And that I need not dismiss him because his word works. But we're living in a world where we technology and information is so readily available and uh, it's easier to take an aspirin than to wait than to believe God to get rid of the headache. It's easier to take a they got a pill for everything now. And uh, I noticed that those companies and those people are getting richer and richer. I'm not saying uh, and I don't have anything against medicine or even acknowledge that. <coughs> because I believe it's God that has given it and opened up the knowledge and the game for us to learn. I believe that, right? But yet, we have put it, and he said, my people perish or destroy because of the lack of knowledge, knowledge, right? Knowing, the knowing of God. And God's got me back to, many of us have heard God, we heard the name of God, but we don't know God. I like Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles. I, I like the guy. I like his attitude. I like the way he plays. I like the way he, you know, he talks about his pops. I like all that stuff, right? And I'm a fan of his. But I don't know him. So being a fan, but I don't have knowledge of him. You know, I don't know him or anything as as uh, my friend would say, like I know Pastor Bruce, like I know Pastor Rob, Pastor Stem. I know them. There's things about them that I have stood with with them and we've stood together on and I get to know some things about them. But I don't know that about you, so just a minute. But I want to share with you, God is not interested in us being fans. You don't need to be a fan of God. You need to be a fellow with fellowship with God. You need to be in relationship with God. And so the knowing, uh, you remember in the Bible when uh, uh, they say that uh, Abraham knew Sarah. Y'all need to know when he was saying that, he said that meant koinonia. That meant they was in relationship, and particularly intimate relationship. Okay, that's what that meant. 
And so out of that, it was explaining it. So I want to share with you the word knowing is getting into that place where we're willing to be, to let down our hair and be a little free and open up the door so that we can be intimate with God. So the, what am I, why am I saying Because the way we're going to be challenged, or we are challenged in today's time, is that we got to get to know God in a better way. we got to be open to let down our hair and let God in and sort of let God do some things that we can't do ourselves. I'm, I'm convinced I can do a few things with my ability and my talents. But they're finite. They will end. But God is infinite. He can, he can go above and beyond. And that's what the anointing is all about. We need the anointing. Okay, there's nothing like having the anointing. When you see something, the anointing takes you way above having the ability. Amen? And so here it says, for my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. And then I want you to go one more place, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from there, and I'll be done. Second Chronicles 7.14. Second Chronicles 7.14. Y'all know this familiar scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. He says here if my people, he's claiming us, which are called by my name Christians little Christ, right? He said if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their he went a big one. Turn from their wicked ways. He said, Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal the land. This is Jesus who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, who happens to be in heaven. He's saying to the people of God, which are my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves. In other words, let me share that I need your help. God, I need your direction. Father, I need your assistance. If you're here today, you guys, I believe, are making that statement. Says, I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be where God is. And I want to be doing what God wants to be done. And I want to hear a word from God because I need a change in my life. I may need something, something to change in your life. Amen. Glory God. I, got I, I constantly need God in my life. And so I want to share with you. So he says, if my people would humble themselves. In other words, I have to figure I need him. You know, pride is a very dangerous thing. Oh, I think I hit something, man. Pride is a very dangerous thing. And one of the things is, everyone in here has ability. And if you allow your ability, oh, he said, he said tell, tell them something else. Tell them not only about their ability. They got gifts. All of y'all are gifted in, as musicians. You tell them, I can't do that. Oh, I'm just, I want to, you know, I'm welcome to my bass player now. I just was watching, right, with the keyboard, the drums. I, I sit there and I love, she can keep a beat on the drums. Uh, and it just don't even matter, right? Me, if I tried to do that, yeah, we'd be all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, that's a gift. Right? 
But that gift can't be and rule her life. Because keeping a beat there on the drums is important. But what's more important is keeping the beat in life. If we can keep moving in it. And I'm not just saying, but so that's a that's a place that she has a gift in, right? And can't rely on the gift in itself to take care of everything else. Hello. Some of us are gifted in everything, and all of our energy is in the gift. Dangerous place. The gift should not be ruling you. In fact, if the gift is driving, you're in trouble. Yep, we have an electric car, and the electric car can drive itself. The technology has put it in place. But I don't use it too often because I ain't all that comfortable with it. Because I ain't in charge. And it ain't the fun thing to do is to look at watch the steering wheel turn and you ain't turning. That's not too comfortable. Just be honest with y'all. Right? So it ain't working really well for me. Although I thought it would be nice, you know, if you sit back, you know, but it ain't working too well because it's not something I'm comfortable with, right? Because guess what? I also know I'm not in control. But I realized something. It works. It's got sense. And it is, a, 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 there is a type and shadow here like God. Because I can't see him, and because I can't touch him, there's a tendency to think he's not working. There's a tendency to think I need to help him out. Because sometimes we get ready to go around the curve. I want to grab the steering wheel. I want to grab it and turn and start to turn it. And every time I go to start to turning it, the moment you put something into it, it shuts it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just got a word from God. Every time you put something into it, you shut it down. Because you now no longer trust in his ability to do what he needs to do. And I'm telling you, in order for us to survive in this end time, we're going to need his hand on our lives. And so when he starts moving us into a direction, why are we fighting him? Why are we resisting him? In fact, it turns to go around the curve, and I pull back a little bit because I got a little nervous. And then I knocked it off. Woo. Same thing we're doing with God because I can't see him. And I can't touch him. I don't think it's working. But I want to tell you today, me said, if my people who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray. But I want to go back a little further. He said, they perish because of the lack of knowledge. If you will know, you will know, get to know him, you'll know that you don't have to see him, you don't have to touch him in order for him to work in your life. Because he said something we would need, in fact, he said it to us in the scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it's impossible to please God without faith. So my faith is the actual control or the guidance to what it is I need from God. If I believe him and I trust him, then he can do it. I love telling the story. My granddaughter is here with me, right? And I, I get in the water and I, I get in the, in, in, the, in the pool and I say, jump. And guess what she does? years old, she jump in the water and I, I don't catch her. 
Y'all say, man, he cool. I'll catch her, but I'll let her go. And she popped right back up. And then I reassure her because I'm right there to hold her hand. I yes, let me do it again, Papa. Let me do it again, Papa. Because why? Because now she knows she got the confidence and the encouragement that a Papa is not going to let her go and let anything happen to her. How much more can God does for you and I? So I'm talking about living in a day that there's things that are out of our control. But are we, do we think God is asleep? Do we think God is not woke and aware of what's going on? So really putting this, the emphasis on how to live and learn, is that we need to put our trust back in God. We got our trust in a whole lot of things and not God. I had to encourage myself. This is God, you know, there was some pressure on me and I was like, God, you couldn't have brought me this far to just leave me out here like this. So I'm going to have to trust you. I don't know how you're going to do this, but I need you to do it because I can't. I'm at my wit's end. I'm frustrated, God, because I'm saying, but I said, I, I believe you called me to this. Like, I'd have been through too much to turn back down. And I thank God, you know, Pastor Robert, man, Pastor Ray, he's been through this already. He reminds me. He reminds me. Then I said, well, you know, I'm human. And so that's the human side kicked up for a moment and just dealing with it. But then I, it, right back, I go back to trusting God. So I'm sharing with you, I've, I've done the same thing. But I will stay there. I can't stay in my ability or whatever. i got to put a trust in the confidence God. Guess what? Hundreds, thousands of other lives are at stake by some of the decisions I made. You said that many? Absolutely. And so it is imperative that I make a decision to choose God. So he said, so I've, I've been humbling myself and praying and, and, be, and by the way, you've got to be careful for the distraction. So we're living in a world that, listen, he wants to distract the church, the people of God, take their trust and their confidence away from God. So, and COVID, by the way, did I tell y'all I'm glad. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's going to keep dropping stuff on me right now. He just said to me, the, the same reason he allowed people and the kids to stay home is he needed to affect the generation that had made so many strides in achieving things. He said, I need to now settle back. He allowed the enemy. The enemy has set them back. I need the people of God to see this. Because in the church, he shut churches down too. We couldn't speak. We couldn't congregate. Right? Because COVID was live and well. And it's going to be living where you're going to live now. It still exists in our world. Here's the difference. The very nature of the human body, which God prepared and produced, and the antibodies of the cell are now, have adapted to it, and we just got to live with it. Who did that? He, God, allowed, and now he's now allowing antibodies, because we still live with it. All the same strains that have gone through are still here. And we're sitting here. Which tells me he's able. Now this is unfortunate for those that, and anyone that lost a loved one. Please don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not being uh, facetious anyway. I think they lack anything. Okay. All I know is bad things happen to good people. And I know it wasn't God that caused it. 
was the enemy, but it existed. Hello? And so we got a challenge. The challenge is for those of us that are here on the other side, how do we can how do we get to the place of winning the others over to show them there's another way out? You can't do that unless you know God for yourself. You can't do that unless you believe by faith and trust Him. You can't do that. So there's a whole lot of other things that I, I will say that we probably have in our life. And I'm going to ask you, do you think they will help, help you or save you in a day of destruction? I don't. I know what does work. And it is the word of God. Ask me how I know. Thank you for asking. I called out in his name. And I humbled myself to hear and allow him to heal the land. What land? This land. I was all jacked up. And it changed my life. And, and you know, I'm excited about that. I love telling that story. I love because it was by the hand of God that I am who I am today. And only by his hand. I can't even take credit. Now, the credit I got to take is I was obedient. And obedience is better than a sacrifice. Which is where I'm going to get to Amen. If you go to Isaiah, back to Isaiah, this time chapter 40. I've been talking to y'all about learning to live in a world that has gone crazy. So here's what, here's what Isaiah says in chapter 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things? that bringeth out the host of by numbers, and will call them out by name, and by the greatness of his might. For what? For that he is strong in power, not one that faileth. Verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, that speaketh to Israel, my, my ways is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over, from my God. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not known? Thou hast not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. They, there is no searching of his understanding. In other words, I can't know. Every one of us know in part. We don't know all of what God, but getting to know him and getting to a place of trust, my friend don't know whether I'm going to catch her or not, or am I going to be there. But I have, and the fact is that her trust and her confidence in me being and doing what I said to do, and the fact that I would never let anything happen to her, and so she's absolutely correct to know that today, but she believes it. And because she believes it, guess what it causes her to do? Faith without works is dead. So she responds by jumping. And jumping that most of you won't do. And she'll jump. It didn't matter that the water was eight feet or four. All of it was over her head. But she did it because she believed he would, I'd be there. And so her faith was intact. And so listen here. He says, how hast thou not known has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, 
In other words, do you think you don't know that we live in these times? Do you think you don't know that COVID came? Storms are raging. He knows all of that. But he wants you to put your trust in him and the ability so that you can weather through it. And he said, he said, he said that, that the everlasting is that has I not known, has I not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, the ends of the earth, painteth not, neither is weary. He not falling asleep, he not tired. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth, here's, here's the key. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. So I would tell you something. So I've learned this because as I've gotten older, there's some things that didn't work as well. The legs get up and a little achy and things like that, right? But they still, and I would thought some young people would be stronger and would be more uh, apt to be able to have do some. But I'm finding that that's not necessarily true, depending on who they are and whose they are. In fact, the other thing is, too, if you ever noticed, uh, in areas that I would have never expected, they're, they're having things like heart attacks at 30. A lot younger now, and things are happening, right? But so he's telling me that, so it's not about the age, it is about the relationship. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. It's not about the age, it's about the relationship. And so I'm saying to you, strengthen your relationship, especially in a time of trouble. I wish I could tell it to not to come on you or come your way. But I can't do that. You can't do that. But what you can do is beat it. How do you beat it? With God. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Don't let the devil tell you. Don't let him get you down. I'm telling you, because listen, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. He said, but those, somebody said, but those, that wait upon the Lord shall not faint. And he said, but those that wait upon the Lord shall not, shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up on wings as an eagle. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. That's the word of the Lord. That's what I believe we can do in the end time. That's what I believe. I don't know about you, but I love the bird of the eagle. And the reason I love the bird of the eagle, and he said, mount up on wings of the eagle. I want to share with you. Eagles don't do a whole lot of flapping. They get up, they get, they, get, they get going just a little bit, and they stretch their wings out. They can get as long as eight feet. It's a big one. Right? Four on each side. So that's it's four foot, not eight foot on one wing. Four foot on one and four on the other. And when it stretches out, that's still big. Right? But they have the ability, the way the body is designed, is to catch the wind. Or somebody, y'all ain't hear that. Catch the wind. Sound like the Holy Spirit to me. And when they catch the wind, they just, they can just, they can soar longer than any other bird. And so it was not surprising to me that he would identify, mount up 
on the wings of an eagle. I, I need you to, so the wings of an eagle can carry you to your destination because it can handle what it needs to do. An eagle is a strong bird. Oh, by the way, eagles only, they reside in high places. I don't miss that. High places because I, I realized when I got a different elevation or eyesight to look at God from a higher level, things that are, were a problem become real small. You said, well, what are you talking about? Well, I went up in a helicopter once and uh, I was on the ground and everybody was big and so was my problems. <laughs> but the further I went up, the smaller people got and the smaller things that, and the less worried I was about my problems. <laughs> because I realized I was looking with and from a higher view. That's what a relationship and a renewal is. So I realized that if I had to put my trust in God and stop looking at that, God actually used that time to speak to me and tell me about how I got a few things. And so it helped my faith and it changed my life forever. And so that's why I want to encourage you today to help you look mounting up on the wings of an eagle. And said we would not be weary and we would not faint. Which brings me to the point of where he says in Jeremiah, he says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Which means he knows what it is he put in us and that he wants in us, but it is our requirement to respond to it. Many are called, but few are chosen. And how we live in today's time, in today's world, is the response to the word of God. Not to the response of what brother so-and-so said, or sister so-and-so. It is the word of God. We read everybody else's books. We read everybody else's stuff. Seven ways to this. Eight ways to that. I take some people laughing and say, uh-oh. Listen, y'all know, I did too. So I'm going to help y'all, so y'all have to feel bad. But I don't read no, I, I, have very, I don't have very little tolerance now for reading everybody else's books now, especially if they haven't read the book. Now, if they're referencing and referring to the book, then I can listen to them. I, I, other than that, nowadays, everybody got opinions. And let me share with you, just because it worked for them don't mean it's going to work for you. You know, in the early 80s and the 90s, the churches had conferences for everything. Y'all probably they, and then by 2000, everybody was having conferences, right? And then the, the churches that seemed to be successful because they had a, they had a large membership, right? Didn't know it was strategic and it was territorial, right? But they had a large membership. They would produce a book, and then everybody was buying. All the other ministries come in and would buy their book because they're going to tell you how to do it. And none of those ministries ever became that ministry. You know why? They needed to hear from God on what to do next. Not a book of somebody else's experience because that was for them. And uh, I watched so many uh, churches do that, even to the point, man, I just watched some, some guys, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. They realized their fingerprint didn't match nobody else. But they was even imitating other people. They was even imitating other people. When he, when you heard him speak, their voice changed. Yeah, I know. He talked like that yesterday. <laughs> but, but my point is, I'm just saying, 
listen, I'm encouraged. So, and I, I'm one. Of, I'm from the church, so I can talk about it. All right. Uh, and I just want us to get it right because I have an obligation to you and to God. And so I want to share with you. So that's why I believe that this is so important that in these days that I prepare you, that I teach you, and get you ready on how to walk and how to stand in the in the midst of adversity and trouble. Because it's just what's happening is it's taking too many people out, and uh, they're all designed to be distractions. I realize something. They can't stop. Do they hurt? Some of them. Are they uncomfortable? Some of them. Do I, I don't like all of them. Okay. It, it's, but they're real. So the world is real, but I want to know. I want you to know the power of God, the strength in you is also real. And is greater than the adversity. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. That's the comment, the statement we got to continue to rehearse. That's the statement I got to keep on speaking in the midst of this trouble. And the world's all crazy. Uh, you know, and it's doing what it's doing, and uh, things are happening. And again, I got to be cautious not to get distracted and stop doing what God has called me to do. Okay, the mission which I've been given. The purpose in which I was created. Those things are so, so important. I can't, I need you to, I hope you don't hear my heart this morning. I'm encouraging you to, to get it. The answer is in here. It's in his word. My prayer is that you will get in the presence of God. Oh, by the way, on COVID being convenient, and yes, we have Facebook Live. I'm not knocking y'all that's watching. Okay, but it's a whole other audience that are watching and listening because you don't come to church anymore because you're comfortable not coming to church. But you still go to the supermarket. You know, I might talk about you a little bit. You know, but that's what you're comfortable with. I get it. So I'm going to keep on preaching to you. I'm going to keep on teaching. I'm going to keep on talking. But I hope you get it and realize, too, the Bible also makes a statement there. This is not the same assembly, the coming together. So I can't believe that God would leave us apart. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that being in the presence of God and being in this atmosphere where the word is being taught, where the word is being brought, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to bring it to those, especially if you're not even in this city, you're in another part of the country. You know, that makes sense that you're not here. But if you're down the street and you're still in your pajamas, I'm not sure. Yes. I've been stopped meddling. Don't get offended. Okay? The Bible says take no offense. But I am sharing because I do believe we need to be in the presence of God. I do believe we need to continue to teach and preach the word of God. Amen. So praise God. I love you. I'm going to end there. But that also leads me into the point that we are now starting on Wednesday. On Wednesdays we've been doing um, our roundtable discussion. Pastor Rob has elected to say he wants to continue doing that. Um, I trust him enough that I'm going to have to trust the God in him and allow him to keep going. And that when the Lord is leading me in a different way, uh, back on at 7 o'clock, we're going back. I'm going to be teaching. And I'm teaching some things from our uh, Bible school days over the Bible school 
because I believe that people need a stronger reference on what the Bible is saying, why it says what it says, and to help break those things down to them. So I think we can help speed up the opportunity for them to grow by teaching these principles. And so at 7 o'clock, we're going to be teaching um, every Wednesday. Um, I'll be here doing that uh, myself. If it's not me, it's going to be one of the other pastors and associates here. But I can assure you, uh, it's our heart. We want to strengthen the body of Christ the best way we can. And for us, we are a teaching ministry. So we need to move back. In my opinion, I need to move back to what it is we do or what it's called to do. Yet there are a number of other things, new things, that we're adding on to what we do, which is why um, Pastor Rob is doing what he's doing at 6 o'clock. So we're coming to folks, we're going to be on for two hours instead of one, or two shorter segments or two segments instead of one segment. Not necessarily an hour, but we have one at 6 and one at 7. And um, we will be coming to you live for those that are watching. And we will be here to invite you in. So just taking the time to share with you because I think it's important. If you want to learn, if you want to grow, um, I'm asking and inviting you to come in on Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, we'll be doing that. And uh, continuing to minister the Word of God. My goal is to strengthen the body of Christ uh, with everything I have. And that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and I want to make sure I give all of what God has given me so that I give out to you. Amen? Now, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to get ready to put our tithes and offerings. Amen. So I'm going to ask that one of the things that we need your help. Uh, for those of you who are watching via uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, he's bringing it up on the screen. It'll be there. You have an opportunity. You can give, too. You can give right into uh, our, we have a uh, uh, QR code. You just scan the code, and if you already got an account, you can go right there and give electronically. Uh, giving is important. We're going to need to trust God, um, but we're trusting you to be obedient to God. I believe God sent everything we need. Some of you and somebody watching right now, that God has spoke to your heart. Word of the ministry, for the things we need done and help. So I'm asking you to be obedient right now and respond to the voice of God. If you're a member here, we believe in tithing. We are tithing. The numbers still the same. I tithe everything I get. I get a candy bar. Bob six three six three eight nine Bob six. I'm just being. I haven't received it. Everything I get, I tithe. And so we want to make sure we're doing that. Amen. And I'll share with you, I'm a first partaker. Yeah, the most recent one I have is this one we have on. Amen. I'm asking you, all of you, I know she don't have put it together, but she didn't one. want to put it up. You don't have that the QR code. The text it gave wasn't Get your seat in the ground. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, Has anybody ever seen this was a on or know a farm? August 13th. And goes out looking for a harvest, but he did not plant any seeds. Because I can tell you what he's going to go find. There are some things that will grow up in his ground, but they won't be the plant. They won't be corn. They won't be apples or oranges. They'll be called weeds. Weeds are designed to take the place of the space in which something productive could be put. And they can stay, go there because it takes away, there's no nutrients 
and weeds. They have no purpose other than to take up space. Even the deer don't eat the weeds. Y'all notice that? They didn't eat my trees up, my flowers, everything. But the weeds are there. And I was thinking, I'd like to not have the weeds take the weeds up. Let's eat them up. They left them. <laughs> they left the weeds and ate all my flowers and my trees. I got some that bushes that look like hourglass. Because they ate all Thursday the lower night. part down the bottom. And the top is broken. Okay. So they got a sheep. But it's just, I'm saying, even animals know that. Right? So make sure you get your seed in the ground. It's so important. Amen? If you were standing your feet, we're going to talk giving now. Glory to God. Well, uh, I know I want to tell you a couple things. And 